0: Listener, beware. No Time to Game is a podcast chock-full with spoilers. If your intent is to play this game and you don't wish the ending to be spoiled, turn back now. And then come back when you're done and let's talk about it. Welcome to No Time to Game, a quest for game-life balance where we play and talk about short games, indie games, and anything else that doesn't demand you sacrifice your relationships or give up your firstborn child. I'm Devin, and I just don't have the hundreds of hours anymore to play MMOs, open-world games, and loot grinds. And I'm Josh, please don't tell anyone I liked Resident Evil 5. (laughs) Why not? Um, This month we played Resident Evil 5, developed and published by Capcom, Uh, originally, that's a tough word, released in 2009 on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. It was re-released in 2016 for Xbox One, and that was the version, uh, Josh and I played. And, uh, somehow we've made it here again. If you've been listening for any length of time, you'll know that I do not like horror games, or horror movies, or haunted houses, or being scared. Um, and you'll probably also know that Josh likes to use that knowledge to torture me once a year for about three months, How long does spooky season really need to last, anyway? Uh, We started off this spooky season with a pretty tame game. I've never played or even bothered to watch any gameplay of a Resident Evil game, so I really didn't know what to expect. Um, But this was not that bad. I actually kind of ended up loving this zombie mild horror third-person shooter. But before we get into that, you know what time it is. Josh, what have you been playing?
1: Well... You call it torture. I call it character building. Agree to disagree. (laughs) That's the dungeon master in you. (laughs) Um, I've played a couple games that I finished this week, actually, a couple of short games that would be a good fit for the sort of things that we're talking about on this podcast. Um, One of them was called The Artful Escape. Uh, I finished this just yesterday. it's like a side-scrolling platformer. You're a, a teenage musician sort of living under the shadow of your famous musician uncle mm. um, who was a folk musician and you just want to play weird space rock, I guess, but everybody expects you to kind of be the next, you know, what uh, folk musician like your uncle was. Right. Um, so it's sort of a like, a, you know, this kid going out and making his own way. Um, but the you know, you go out into space and rock it with aliens and stuff. <laughs> it, it's really weird, but it, it's got some really cool visuals. Um, gameplay wise, uh, you know, it's not the most exciting game to play. You're just basically running from place to place and occasionally talking to people. Uh, but you can like rock out on the guitar while you're running around and do cool like knee slides down hills and stuff. Um, so it was, it was kind of fun. Um, and then you have to do like guitar solos, At certain spots, um, which plays basically like the old kids game. Simon says like it's, it's got, uh, I think X, Y, and B and the two bumper buttons that Mm -hmm. you have to press. And so they'll light up and you have to just copy what the other person's doing, but like they each play their own different notes. Okay. Um, So it was kind of cool. It was a nice little like visual and audio experience. Um, it also had one of my favorite, uh, prompts i've ever seen in a game that said hold x to shred through light beam which i thought was fun <laughs> yeah, at one point you you jump into this beam of light and then do a six solo as you fly through the air uh, so that was kind of cool it was only about four hours long which honestly i think was a little longer than i would have liked it to be
0: but sure it was still pretty good sounds like a delightful um, way to spend an afternoon
1: yeah and and the other one i played this game i really really liked and i highly recommend um it's called the forgotten city Hmm. Uh, and you're you're a guy from like modern times who finds this roman city like an old roman city but it's like you've been transported back in time basically um to the roman times and there's people living in this city uh but everyone is trapped there and there's something called the golden rule where if anyone commits any kind of a crime everyone gets punished for it. Oh. Um, and so you're trying to figure out how to stop that from happening. And you get in like a time loop where basically you're going through the same day and every time somebody commits some crime, which it, usually it's you doing it, right. um, it, these statues come to life and start turning everyone to gold um, by shooting them with arrows. So you have to like run to a portal and then restart the day. But with the knowledge and the inventory that you've got, from the previous days. Mm. So it's, it's really cool. It was really well done. Um, and it was made by a really small team. Uh, but basically like you need, you know, f- early on, as it for an example, one person is, has been poisoned and needs an antidote. And the guy that has the antidote is trying to like price gouge. And so you steal it and then run back to the portal, start the day over, but you've got the antidote now. Uh but the act of you stealing it triggered the, you know, the golden rule. And, uh, so it's a lot of that. It plays a little bit like, um, you know, kind of looks like a Skyrim game or something like you're walking around in first person and and talking to people. Mostly there's very light combat. You get a bow. That's about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but it was really good. And one thing that I really liked about it that I think, you know, props to the developers for this, every time you start the loop, there's a guy right where you come out who originally he gives you your first like tour of the city, basically. But on every other loop, you can just be like, hey, I need you to bring this antidote to this person and go talk to this person and tell them this and go. And so he does all the stuff that you've already done so that every time you start the loop, you don't have to do the same same tedious things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which was a really good way to deal with that because I like time loop games, but they can be really tedious for that sure. reason where you're like okay well this loop i gotta do these three things before i could go do something new anyways that that was really cool i don't know i don't want to get any more into it because it's it really easy to spoil and i think it's worth playing it sounds like uh, i play would it. yeah i would recommend anybody play this game it was only probably
0: five or six hours long um not super long but it was really cool i really liked it you think we'll do it for the podcast or do you think it's more just one that we should just i should just play at some point
1: yeah, I think you should just play it. it. I'd hate to kind of spoil this one because it is, you right. know, it's, it's all spoilers. Like anything you can say is spoilers and it's kind of, it's, it. the story's kind of interesting, but it's also like kind of a puzzle game in that way of like trying to figure out how to solve these issues by doing things. So, you know, to talk about it would just ruin it for anybody else. So this is one I'd just say, everyone just, just play go it. play it. Go play it. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, the Forgotten City.
0: Right. Okay, go play the Forgotten City, people.
1: That's it for what I've been up to. Um, So as you said, we were playing Resident Evil 5. Famously not the best Resident Evil, but one that I really liked. Only one I've ever played. (laughs) It's my favorite. (laughs) I think it was probably the first one I've played. Um, So I'm interested in kind of what you thought. Um, So for anybody who's not played any Resident Evils or played some of them, but not this one, um, gameplay wise, it it's a co-op third person shooter. So it plays a lot like Resident Evil four for anybody who's played that, which I think was a big step up from three in maybe not step up, but it was a big change from three and how it plays. So it's like an over the shoulder. Uh, you shoot using like laser sights to aim. What was three like? I don't know. I started the, the earliest one I've played was four. So I've played four, five, right. six and seven. Sure. So I've got I've got no Resident Evil Street cred, but I think everybody collectively agrees that four and seven were really good. Right. So, you know, I I did four is probably my favorite actually, um, but uh, seven was really good as well. Hmm. But yeah, the I mean the early ones, uh, Resident Evil one, they're old. Was like fixed camera angles. Yeah, they were PS one games. Sure. Um, so I think this was this was them kind of trying to bring it into you know modern shooter territory right and i mean modern for, for 2009 sure so it still it still felt pretty clunky going back to it now especially
0: but it was absolutely but. playable i mean it was clunky and it took some getting used to and i you know the whole time we played complained how about how slow we moved but um <laughs> Yeah. And turning around felt slow until you figured out the, you know, the the 180 turn, which I think I maybe did three times successfully. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, oh, crap, I got to get out
1: of here, kind of yeah. move, you hold uh, down and press A, and they like do a quick turn, and then you can kind of
0: hoof it out of That's as there. fast as you move the whole game. Yeah, uh, in, in that turn. But, uh, but yeah, it, no, I mean, absolutely. Once you got into it, or once I got into it, um, you know, I thought I got pretty good at it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think
1: I, I really like the way that you aim with the laser sights. I've never really played anything else other than Resident Evil four and five that work that way. Right. And uh, I thought it was really cool. But yeah, I think I think this game did suffer a bit from not knowing what it was trying to do. It was because it's still sort of a survival horror game. Sure. But it also was very action heavy. Yes. Yes, it was. Um which was weird so i think you know resident evil 4 was even clunkier even you know the controls are even worse um but that sort of adds to the tension i think when you can't just you know run and gun you sure when you aim you're not moving anymore um but uh and then resident evil 6 was went even further into an action game to the point where it was like almost just goofy like resident evil 6 is I don't think anyone really likes Resident Evil Six
0: <laughs> Doesn't sound like there's many that are you know um good to brag about liking like
1: no it's really just five and six I think because they they basically I think everybody liked the earlier earlier ones at least if if they played them right um, and then they're remaking some of the earlier ones too so they're they've re-released uh like a, a complete remake of two and three mm. and they're working on one for four. And I've heard really good things. I'd like to play those at some point,
0: but I haven't yet. A complete um, remake, seven. like a new, like a new play style. They've they've changed, yeah. The, the mechanics, same,
1: basically, yeah, basically, same story, completely different game. Wow. Yeah. So they they upgraded them, you know, graphically and mechanically, and uh, I think Modernized. I think two and three are. Still third person, but I'm not 100% sure on that. They might be set seven and eight were first person shooters. Oh, okay. uh, and that was sort of a real reboot when they made seven. And uh, everybody was was really pumped about that because it was
0: scary and hard again, I think, compared to these games. I don't I don't think I would do OK with a first person Resident Evil because then you really don't know what's behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different game. Yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, that with this game, I think if you think of it as a fun co-op action shooter, it's a good game. If you're looking for a Resident Evil game, it's probably not what you're looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, that's, I mean, I don't know. I, I, this is my first Resident Evil game, but I enjoyed uh, this game and I enjoyed uh, that it was co-op. Would I have enjoyed it as much on my own? I'm not sure think yeah well maybe someday you can try resident evil 4
1: and see what you think it's 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 very similar but uh a lot scarier because it is you know when there's two of you there even the scariest game is is a lot less scary you can kind of watch each other's backs and you you can say help help. (laughs) and someone will
0: help you yeah yeah not much you can do with uh, an npc when you say help they do not listen
1: No, and even in this game, single player, I went back and played a level to try and get the last collectible the other night, so that I could uh, get the last costume. And I put it on easy with an AI partner, and man, they're dumb! Like it was just useless. Uh, You know, they were just burning all the ammo, getting hit, burning all the health items. Jeez, just like oh, this is brutal. Um, But you know, two thousand nine AI, I guess, probably wasn't quite as good as what it is today. Not very smart. No. And I mean, some of that they probably do on purpose, uh, you know, so that you can't just let your A.I. beat the whole game for you. Yeah, they don't Um, want it to be
0: too OP, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, But I wanted to ask you kind of what your what your initial thoughts were. So if you think back to a few weeks ago, the first time we played this game, um, you know, we're walking through that village and you get your gun and then suddenly there's eight million zombies beating
0: down the door, trying to get in at you. The first level was hard. Um, That was uh, too many, too many zombies. And I, at that point, did not know how to run. Um, You know, (laughs) I didn't know how to move quickly. I mean, you can't move quickly, but I thought that you must be able to move a little quicker. Um, So yeah, no, I think I just mostly spent that time trying to run away from these things while I let you mop them up. um, And occasionally shot a, a shot off but if I felt very um, weak uh, during that level because our weapons were starter weapons and I also had no idea what I was doing so um yeah I wasn't sure honestly after the first level or two I was like yeah this is a bit of a grind I'm not sure I do we need to do another level right now like I need to I need a break but then you know once I got it once I you know got used to it, um, it was much more enjoyable. But in the beginning, I wasn't sure.
1: Yeah, it was a bit weird. You know, I, I played this game in 2009, then I played it again when it was re-released, and, and I, I had very fond memories of it. And I still enjoyed myself. I still think it's a good game. But it's the pacing is really weird. Mm. It's sort of like the start and the end are both bad, which is the opposite of what you want in a game. Yeah. <laughs> because the start really just throws you into it. You're in this room. You can like barricade the door, but that just buys you a little bit of time. And then you have to go outside. And basically, unless it's, you know, your second playthrough and you have upgraded guns, you're just trying to stay alive by avoiding people and hoping for the best. And you're waiting uh, for this backup to show up. So it's like, you're just running around panicking, not knowing how to play yet. Like it really, it's a,
0: terrible tutorial and <laughs> i if, don't know if,
1: what they were thinking
0: no i don't either and if it was just a bunch of like two or three shot zombies and they're dead you know it'll be okay but they they throw a massive like mini boss in that fight with you the executioner who's one hit you're you're dead so you've yeah. got to make sure that he's following you the whole time make sure that you don't get hit with his massive axe and uh yeah, so that was terrifying. I mean, just because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was running around, and I was like, "What? This is not. This is not. This is not for me." <laughs> yeah, I think it it was cool.
1: It would have been good as like a second level, maybe. Yeah, like there should have been some sort of tutorial first. Give me something where you you know learn how to use your guns a little better, and yeah, I think there's maybe like run- one enemy. Yeah, I it's sprint? like you shoot once and then it's like, okay, now here's a million things and you don't know how to play yet. Good luck. Which, you know, I th- I think that's what they were going for, but I think it was just a bad choice.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, I guess it's Resident Evil. It's not meant to handhold, but. Yeah. I don't know. Hold but my hand yeah. a little
1: bit. <laughs> well, at least, yeah, at least teach me how to play. Let me practice first or something. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, it's weird. This game, you know, I I wanted to give you sort of an introduction to like a survival horror uh, genre, which is really about like item management and not wasting bullets and, you know, making your shots count and stuff. And I think this game is good at sort of training you for that because you can like shoot them in the leg, which staggers them. Then you can run over and do funny action hero moves like dropkick them and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, to conserve ammo. Um, and you have a knife that you can use, but it's like, you're basically asking to get hit if you oh, use your it's knife. pretty,
0: pretty weak. Use that if they're staggered or on the ground already, but otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of starts off and it, it's,
1: you know, traditional zombies, basically they're slow, um, and they're just throwing bottles at you or punching you or whatever. Um. And then, like I said, the, the end of the game is really weird, too, because in the last few levels, you're fighting like zombies of like military dudes with machine guns and rocket launchers. And and it kind of turns into like a cover shooter where you're like taking cover and then popping out and sniping
0: at people. And and that that was a little weird, too. Yeah, it was a weird transition because the first half of the game, you're you know, you're not worried about hiding behind things or getting shot. But mm. You're just running around trying to avoid melee attacks and then suddenly it it changes. Um you know, I mean I guess it was a it, i kind of enjoyed the change of of speed or change of pace um for something different. It might have yeah. felt a little long where it was where it was uh just all these melee enemies. Um so yeah, I didn't necessarily mind and then they started getting rocket launchers and then you're you're really <laughs> trying to be careful. Um, and I feel like the, the the enemy types were 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 pretty varied. Like, yeah. you know, mostly they were humanoid zombies. Some of them were bigger, kind of brutes that you really wanted to not get hit by, and some of them were running around with chainsaws. And then, uh, um, and then some of them were like these alien things that come out of pulsing sacks that don't look like <laughs> humans at all. It's like, wow, those are those are, these are crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean. I felt the, the, uh, the variety of, of things to shoot was, was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think there was, there was a lot of, you know, no two levels really did feel the same. No, it's just that some of it was more fun than others. I yeah. think those last levels just weren't quite as interesting, but at the same time we had really powerful gear, you know, we had maxed out our guns, um, and like going back to the item management, we played in a way where you were using a handgun and a shotgun. I was using a machine gun and a sniper rifle so that we were never sharing ammo. Like we each had our own different ammo to pick up. That helped. Um, And so that, that was kind of cool because we each sort of had our, our own, you know, roles where you were sort of covering me while I sniped or you were taking the lead with your shotgun against some of the bigger enemies. And, you know, it, it is fun in that way. I think yeah yeah it, it is a very good co-op game despite what you might think about the game itself. I think mm. the co-op aspects were very fun.
0: yeah, play this one with a friend. Um, I went for my traditional build that I often go with in games like this with you know close up, uh, more tanky uh, get in there with a shotgun uh, I, you know roll with a magnum every now and then, which was incredibly overpowered um, <laughs> I think it was like, three or four times more powerful than your sniper rifle or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was wild. Uh, But the, the, the Magnum ammo was very hard to find. So I didn't use it very often, uh, just mostly in those late, later levels. Uh, But yeah, I mean, um, if you haven't played this game, you're pretty limited with what you can carry. So it's not like you can just have all the weapons on you all the time. You've only got nine inventory slots. Through the whole yeah, game so
1: nine slots and then four of them are hotkeyed to your d-pad mm-hmm. so you can quickly switch you know your weapons and stuff but anything that's in the other slots you're like fumbling with your inventory and like oh yep. i need to heal but it's in one of the corner slots
0: yeah so you got to think about your build between every level and you can organize it between levels but you know you can't really bring three weapons grenades uh, healing items mm-hmm. and a bunch of ammo like <laughs> you've got to pick yeah so you know, if you want to have and, you know, the all of the, ammo's, uh, the ammo stacks have a limit. So if you want to bring two stacks of ammo, that's two uh, item slots plus the actual gun. So, yeah, it, I think that made for it being a bit more interesting compared to other games where you, you can just like upgrade your inventory or the size of your bag. And you've got friggin 50 slots um, to put stuff in. I kind yeah, of enjoyed that. I really
1: I, I really like that about these kind of games um, in this one. This one's interesting, too, because it kind of persists through playthroughs. So you can upgrade your guns and stuff and then use those upgraded guns in later playthroughs. And like I was saying, you know, you can some of those early levels where you're just running from people, mm. you can just absolutely tank your way through them and, you know, fight everybody and whatever. Um, and, I, you know, I always like upgrading things and power ups and stuff. So, yeah. I do like that, but, but being able to only bring so much with you at a time is a nice way to kind of handle that because it's like, oh, I got all these powerful guns, but I can't bring them all. So mm-hmm. you've got to pick and choose and, and, you know, like I said, spread them between what you're taking and what I'm taking to make sure we got everything covered. Yeah, absolutely. In in this game, it's it's a little bit less stressful too because you can always like replay levels and go back and whatever. In Resident Evil 4... You have a case and you can fit so many items and it's more like Tetris. Like each item takes up a certain number of blocks and you have a total number of blocks. So there's, mm. it's almost like a mini game within Resident Evil 4 of just organizing your inventory the most efficient way possible. But if you screw it up, you can't just reload a level. It's a one continuous game. You know, you keep going through and you keep saving. Oh, wow. So if you, you know, really do something dumb with your inventory, you can really screw yourself over in later levels or like later parts of the game. That sounds stressful. But I mean, you'd have to probably do something pretty dumb. And I think these games are coded in a way that if you, you know, don't have if you're constantly running out of ammo, I think the enemies are more likely to drop ammo. So I think it does stuff sort of behind the scenes to make it more playable, but constantly leave you feeling like you're almost out. Right. For that added tension. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of what these games are usually like because you don't typically have sort of the ability to go back and replay levels. Um, the other game I'm going to get you to play for our final one for uh, October is very similar. You, you know, you're going through, there's levels, but you can't go back. Um, so you can bring so many weapons with you or, or, you know, equipment with you, but then you have like a storage space where you can put the other stuff. Mm. And so every once in a while you get to one of these storage containers that you can swap in and out of or whatever. Right. And, and that, that's really how most of these types of games that I've played works. Um, so that was one of the things I wanted to kind of get you a little bit of practice with before we
0: dive into something a little bit more difficult. Well, sure. Uh, is that one multiplayer? Nope.
1: No, nope, you're on your own for the rest. Yay! <laughs> I gave you the, uh, you know, the hand holding tour with Resident Evil Five, and uh, oh. I. But you know, you you uh, you give yourself a hard time, but you picked it up really well, and. At the end of each level, you get ranked on your like accuracy and how many enemies you killed and stuff. And you always had consistently good accuracy, which is one of the most important things in these games, I find getting those headshots. It
0: was pretty satisfying to see all the scores afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: But yeah, so the other thing I, I, I noticed about this game going back to it that was kind of funny, and we talked about this a bit while we were playing it. Is this was sort of like the peak era of QuickTime events, which <laughs> yes. you don't really see much anymore. No, so it was really weird to go back and play a game from you know 2009 and like,
0: oh yeah, every game was littered with QuickTime events back then. No one liked them, but you know they were they, yeah. they were a different play style for a little bit in this game. Yeah, it got
1: us killed a bunch. Yes. in the last boss fight, I think because we couldn't figure out what we were doing. There was a part where I had to fall off this ledge and then mash the X button for like 30 seconds till my arm was about to fall off Yeah, to pull myself back up. But I didn't realize that I thought you had to come around and pull me up.
0: Well, it felt like it was never going to end. It felt like you had to do that until I did something, but
1: yeah, exactly. And we figured it out eventually, but I was like, man, this is brutal. (laughs) Uh, It reminded me there's a, in Grand Theft Auto five, there's this like series of missions, like side missions. They're optional, but basically you have to go like do triathlons okay so you like bike and run and swim in a race with other npcs or whatever right and there was one that was i think 30 minutes long and in gta if you want to run bike or swim at max speed you have to keep tapping a yes and so it was like 30 minutes of tapping a and i think you could pause in the middle but it was brutal i did it and i was just like i never want to play this or any other video game again (laughs) <laughs> it's awful. I have carpal tunnel now. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, I did it and now have nothing to show
0: for it. Nope, I didn't even know that that game had uh, try off once. So yeah, but uh,
1: in in uh, Resident Evil Five too, we had quick time events and cutscenes, mm-hmm. which was also interesting because uh, I think they surprise you nowadays. That's very unheard of. So the first didn't time we were it. both. You know, probably controller on the couch, kicked back, eating chips or something, watching
0: and, the cutscene.
1: Yeah, taking that opportunity to snack. But they, I mean, they weren't too bad. They are pretty forgiving. It just brought you back to a, a checkpoint, like in that cutscene, where yep. you could try again, and it just it kind of reduced your overall rank for the level, which doesn't really mean much of anything unless you're trying to get collectibles at the end. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty funny. Some of the cutscenes. It was almost worth failing them to see what would happen because there'd be times where like you'd just get knocked off a cliff or something, and then the cheva would be like Chris, and just a game over. Fall into a
0: volcano or something.
1: Yeah, because that I mean this game was ridiculous. Like it was. I, yeah, I let you fall out of a plane one time when I yeah, missed a quick yeah time I flew event. out of a plane into a volcano. I think with a whisker uh, around one, your ankle. One of the first ones was. Um, a bunch of zombies riding motorcycles with chains oh, Yeah, <laughs> and they're like hook you by the foot and drag you around. You have to like the other person has to shoot the chain and like it was the most over the top sort of ridiculous action movie, uh, cut scenes felt like Mission but they were kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I, I sort of liked it. Um, but I think like one thing about this game is it, it just wasn't really scary. No, at all. It wasn't dark very often. There were little to no jump
0: scares. Yeah, you could see so, everything. The things that scare me about video, video games is when your 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 uh, visibility is 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 lessened and things you know jump out at you. When when video games use flashlights. So you mm-hmm. can only see down this tunnel of, of light <laughs> and you turn it yeah. onto a part of the room and there's something there staring at you like that type of thing will make me jump out of my skin because yeah, I'll expect that everywhere. Um, But this was well lit. I mean, yeah, there were zombies, but they weren't that scary. They yeah. were also 2009 <laughs> graphic zombies. Yeah. So they just weren't very realistic or Wouldn't scary even... looking
1: when they would jump you a lot of the times too, it would give you like a little cutscene that was like, you're about to be jumped. Yeah. And it was like, it was like they really, really toned down the horror in yes. this. Like they weren't even trying. I, I can't even think of any part really that was scary other than kind of at the very first when you didn't know what to expect
0: yet, yep. there was a part where you were like, uh, you can go ahead of me here. Yes. I remember. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't remember specifically the moment, but I remember there being one or two where, Something was there and I just, you know, <gasps> um, yeah, but it wasn't. I think it was mostly just because I wasn't paying attention or something. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it was supposed to scare me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a couple of parts, too, that I, you know, because I've played this game a few times, I knew what was going to happen. So there's a couple of parts where I just didn't say anything and let right. you go ahead. Um uh, the alligator the scene. start. Yes, there was one at the very start where the very first zombie that jumps you just gets up off the ground is right in your face. Yes. And I was impressed because you had instantly headshot it. <laughs> you were ready for that to happen, um, which was funny. And yeah, there was a part with an alligator where I just uh, I was like, oh, we got to run through this water. And then I just stayed back and watched you run face to like, face. I with was an wondering, alligator. why
0: aren't you going? And you're like, go ahead.
1: It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just stopping to have a glass of water. Don't mind me. <laughs> and then I ended up being the one that got ate by the alligators. So yeah, no, I was fine. I was I just for a collectible. Her. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. There, there was a sort of, there was like kind of different themes with the different levels. So at the start you're in like villages and stuff, um, and it's kind of teaching you how things work and you're just running around fighting zombies. Um, then there was a part where there was like caves and stuff that was a little bit creepier. There was one spot in the cave where one player has to hold, uh, a light. And while they're holding the light, right. they can't shoot. So I was holding the light while you were shotgunning everybody. Yes, that was a uh, little. That was freaky. probably the creepiest part of the whole game.
0: Yeah, because um, just... there was you know tunnels and stuff that things were popping out of, and I felt like I was very you know responsible for our for our uh, <laughs> our safety. Yeah. So. But was, I think the only thing that got you was a snake in a box, so... Uh, the snakes in the boxes <laughs> scared me more than anything else. Yeah. I that I never expected them.
1: Yeah, that was the biggest jump scares. Like, the, there's crates that you smash to get, like... Usually it has ammo or gold in it. And every once in a while, they'd have a snake in it that would just, like, spring into your face. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' snakes. So, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, going through the other level types, um, I think it was the third chapter we were like on a little like one of those swamp boats with the big fan on the back right that was probably one of my favorite levels it was pretty fun it was a lot of like exploring and and looking around like huts and stuff going to different islands and
0: um shooting from the boat one person's driving one person's shooting yeah there's other boats coming up on you which was very tough it was very tough yeah um what else
1: do we have there was one level where you were We were in the back of like a military truck with chain guns. That was kind of a nice little break because it was totally different. You just had unlimited ammo, but it was a motorcycle motorcycle level, wasn't it? Yeah, everybody was chasing us in trucks and motorcycles and we had to fight them off as we were kind of going down the road. And then at the end, we had to fight a big boss from the back of the truck and like, you know, it would try to swing its arm at you and you'd have to shoot it in the hand so that it wouldn't attack you and they would try to stomp you and you'd shoot it in the foot. And then it would back up and you'd shoot it in the face. And-
0: mm. The bosses were pretty fun in this. Um, I don't think I've played a game like this where they're just so massive, like mm-hmm. huge, huge bosses um, where you feel like there's no way that, these bullets are gonna do anything to yeah. this to this beast. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was pretty fun. I liked the way that they were varied in 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 the way that you defeat them and they mixed it up. It wasn't all just like just shoot this thing until it dies. Yeah, I think tactics. they do a good job with with bosses and Resident Evil and making them always
1: always different. I mean, there's a there's usually a theme like Oh, you got to shoot the part that's glowing yellow and pulsating or whatever. Like yeah. there's always, you know, some, some of that, but yeah, typically, you know, as with the rest of the game, you're trying to conserve ammo. So if you just dump all your ammo into this thing's chest, you're probably going to run out of ammo and not kill it. That's right. Um, so usually you usually have to kind of fight smart. Um. Which meant, you know, since I remembered a lot of the early game ones, we whooped some of them early on, and were joking about how easy it was. Yeah. And then some of the later game ones that I didn't remember
0: how to fight uh, gave us a lot more trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, honestly, it was. I think we died more by quick time events than any, any yeah. boss. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, there, I mean, there was one boss that we beat it. I think first try, but it took us like twenty minutes because we were it, 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 there was a flamethrower that you could keep charging up. Yes, yeah, that we was couldn't a tough figure one. out how to finish him, so we just kept flamethrowering and running around till the flamethrower would charge back up. Like <laughs> that was really cool. Um, there was also a big fish monster that we fought off the back of a boat. So that was another one where we we were on like chain guns, uh, but you could yeah. run around because he was like popping up on the sides and in the back and you have to change guns and that, that was, was kind of cool. That was a cool, that was a cool
0: boss. Although fish monster, I'm not sure, is a very good descriptor of this thing. It was more like a kraken, like it had yeah. massive tentacles and, and was... There's a lot uh, of tentacles in this game. I mean, very, yeah, very tentacle. If you're into tentacles, <laughs> Resident Evil 5's got it for you. There was also these like giant flying centipede
1: things that we fought. Oh, those are and gross. The f- yeah the first one's kind of early on and again like if you didn't know what to do you could definitely waste a lot of ammo but we killed it in like two seconds because you there was all these uh landmines you could place and it would like flip it over it would fall over and expose its like weak spot and then we just went and dumped like shotgun and sniper ammo into it and we beat it incredibly fast Mm -hmm. Uh, that was a crazy one the first time playing through not remembering what to do it would have been a a lot of these would have been a lot harder Sure. Is there any other ones that stood out to you that I'm forgetting about?
0: Um. Uh. Well, I mean, there's the last boss, Wesker's final form. That was, yeah. uh, I mean, it was pretty tough, but it was mostly just because we didn't understand, like we said, what we were, what we had to do. But uh, well, I think once we figured that out, like figured out what, to, what provoked him to be vulnerable, it was pretty quick. Right. Yeah, that was probably the worst thing.
1: Again, like w- weird with this game, the first and the last level were the two worst levels. They just weren't clear. Yeah, so the you know the the first one, it was you were just not sure what you were supposed to do, but really you needed to just wait and survive. And then the last one, you had to stand in a certain spot for him to do a particular attack that made him vulnerable. But we spent forever running around in circles trying to figure out how to make him open up and expose this like thing in his heart that you could shoot at we just had to stay on the upper platform he was gonna do it every time he was up there we didn't know i think some of the like mini bosses were some of my favorites too like usually you'd fight them as a boss early on and then they would become sort of recurring characters right Um, like the dude with the chainsaw early on yes that was a a pretty stressful fight i think that was like the end of chapter one and we're running around and This guy is just revving
0: a chainsaw with a bag on his head. (laughs) I don't know how he could see us, but uh, one one hit and we were dead. And uh, I think we had pretty limited ammo. And since it was so early, our guns were not that good. So it was it was pretty stressful.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty like, you know, last bullet, f- finish the fight kind of boss. Yeah, uh, there was also in, in later on, there was these big guys with uh, miniguns on their backs, like a <laughs> big backpack and a, and a huge minigun and they would shoot at you. They were a lot less fun, I think, any that, that would shoot at you.
0: Yeah, you really had to be careful with them. And they also happened to be like beefy tank um, style enemies. So they took a lot. A lot yeah. of shots to, to to knock them down. That's that was that's where, where we, the Magnum came yeah. handy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Yeah,
1: that we we died the first time, brought the Magnum, and I just remember hearing you like perfectly timing the shots to hit them in the face with it every time, and it was over in like ten seconds. <laughs> I was like, okay, well that worked. <laughs> one one way to get through that. So yeah, I mean, Resident Evil Five. It was it was a weird game, but it's a it's a fun kind of co-op experience
0: i mean yeah the gameplay was fun clunky but fun uh the co-op was fun the storyline i don't still don't really get it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i think it's
1: like kind of tied into the other games but like i don't know how much because again i've only played four through seven so yeah. like i don't know sure. all i know is something happened to chris that made him really bulk up between the earlier games and this one yeah he was huge his arms were massive yeah, that was, uh yeah, some of the character designs, um which actually leads nicely into the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, about Resident mm-hmm. Evil 5, which is the costumes. Oh, um, yeah, So sure. there was emblems in this game that were like collectibles, and you had to find them and shoot them, and often they were kind of out of the way in weird places. Yeah. And when you unlock them all, you unlock all the costumes. And so I was looking through the costumes, and... I was like, these are the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So I wanted to kind of get your live reaction uh, I have to not these. Seen, I've not seen any of these yet. So I've texted them to you. Um, the first one should be Chris's normal costume. Um, and I thought we'd just kind of take a look at these and, and describe what we're seeing here. Because it's okay.
0: really something. Well, do you want to describe his normal one or just go from there?
1: Yeah, so their their normal outfits are basically just tactical gear. There's nothing, yeah. you know, Camo. Too weird about them. You what you'd expect from, you know, somebody with a bunch of guns strapped to them. Uh but the next one down for Chris is called Safari. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which is an, an interesting look to say the least. What am I looking at here? He's got like zebra stripes. He's got a short sleeve zebra striped jacket matching his pants, white boots, and white frosted tips, like his whole his <laughs> That's hair. It's a bold choice. His hair's all white and he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah,
1: I think even in 2009, I think that was a little late for frosted tips. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, the matching um, zebra print vest and zebra print pants. It's a a very interesting design decision.
0: That is a a wild one, yeah.
1: So I don't know if they were trying to, like, I don't know if these are supposed to be cool or what they were supposed to be, but they, like, they get more ridiculous from here. Okay, Um, fun. The next one, not so bad. The next one, I think, is his original outfit from Resident Evil 1. It's called um, Stars, Which is just kind of silly looking now because it looks like a bland,
0: you know, PS1 outfit yeah it's just like you know kind of more tactical gear it's got knee pads on it's got a Um, like park ranger vest on (laughs) he does look like a park ranger in this one
1: uh brace yourself for the next one though because this is the one that really floored me i'm braced
0: all right go ahead i want you to describe
1: (laughs) what's the first thing that comes into your mind this one's called
0: warrior What's the first thing that comes into my mind? I don't know. Like ACDC or 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 um the guys from from, from uh uh KISS. He's got I, it looks like he's going to like a BDSM convention in this that's, or something. that's what it is. He's, he's got black leather pants, tight and
1: black leather
0: pants. Very tight, and no shirt. But he has these, um, these bandoliers that are crossed over his chest with his massive pecs poking out the sides. And then he's got shoulder pads with silver spikes. And they're also black leather with silver spikes coming off of them. It's very, very BDSM. And then he's holding a shotgun out in one hand pointing it to the horizon with aviators on and his hair in this one is completely greased back. He looks like he's in, he's, he's in the the musical grease. Um, I feel like they were going for a Mad Max vibe or something, but it just sure. looks so much
1: like he's just stepped into a sex shop and is like, yeah, okay, let's do this. I'm going to be your dom today. <laughs> wow. Um, and then the last one I think is the only one that's, you know, maybe kind of cool. Um, which is sort of a matches up with the those big dudes with the chain guns.
0: Okay, that's not bad. It's called Heavy Metal. Um, the other one looked a bit more Heavy Metal, but this one he's actually wearing Heavy Metal. He's got big like plate armor on. Um, he's holding a minigun with a massive backpack, just like those guys. His shoulders are bigger, if that's possible, because of the... Uh, <laughs> The massive plate shoulder pads and uh, his hair is normal and he's not wearing weird sunglasses. He does have a bit of a deer in the headlights kind of look to him, though. He looks a little stunned. Yeah, a little bit stunned. (laughs) You can actually
1: get that gun. I don't remember how. It's like as you get emblems, I think, and you get points for for the rating you get at the end of each level, you can buy upgrades and you can buy unlimited ammo and all this different stuff. And there is a way to uh, unlock a minigun with unlimited ammo so you could clean you know, up. Tank your way through this game as Chris in this outfit with a minigun if you wanted to.
0: That sounds kind of fun. Um, uh, so as weird as these are I think Shevas are even weirder. Alright, well moving on to the first one, is the BSAA outfit that she wears through the whole thing. Uh, green pants, brown boots, a purple tank top complete with massive cleavage um <laughs> that's that's a real theme in the rest of these that's that's a real theme all right yeah uh and let's move on to clubbing. yeah so this apostrophe. is the weirdest
1: costume i mean this goes well i think with chris's uh
0: bdsm costume it's called clubbing. what the hell <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> what club she's going to. She's going to Gold Members Club from Austin yes. Powers. <laughs> I think that's maybe
1: what they were going for. It looks like something you'd see like Cleopatra wearing yes. in a bad movie from 1973.
0: <laughs> she's got these weird uh, Egyptian boots on that have like straps going around her legs, um, heels, and a very short gold skirt. The whole thing is very gold-themed. Um, she's holding a machine gun and has a weird gold top and matching gold short hair.
1: You know, standard club and attire. Yeah. Your gold mini skirt and your AK 47 and And lots of paint your hair. Yep. Yep. Um that's weird. Yeah, that that one I'm not sure why anyone's using that one. (laughs) Um the
0: next one again with the theme of being Mostly really naked. Overly sexual, yep. It was 2009 in video games. Um, yeah, she's not... It's called Tribal. She's 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 kind of dressed like um, the Tribal Zombies, except they were all dudes. Um, she's not wearing Yeah, there any were pants. no
1: female zombies, were there?
0: There were no female enemies except for excella Right. Who, is... who had even more cleavage than Sheva does. Massive amounts of cleavage, yeah. yeah. I think very... we're seeing a theme here. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Come on, Capcom. Um but yeah, she's basically just in a bikini, bikini with war yeah, paint. With war paint and a and a bow and arrow. Um yeah. essentially there's some there's yeah, there's a little weird kind of skirt, but uh, there's not much going on here. Yeah, you can also get that bow and
1: arrow, I think, the same way you get Chris's minigun, she gets a bow and arrow, which <laughs> seems like a pretty unfair.
0: Pretty unfair. Trait. Yeah. Give, just give me time to, to get another arrow from my uh From my quiver. (laughs) While he's like 10
1: million bullets flying out of him. Yeah, I think I think whoever was making these costumes was just working through their kinks. Um because
0: (laughs) the the next one really lays it on thick. Oh no. (laughs) Come on, Shiva. This one's called business. Um, and she's all business. She's got um, little high heel shoes much leg showing a short skirt and a and a you know a business jacket with uh you know bandolier over her shoulders and a combat um um, belt but she's got her hair in a weird ponytail she's wearing she's wearing like reading glasses hand on her hip and her head is like cocked to the side like i'm all business yeah, I
1: think they were going for like sassy secretary. I'm or a sassy secretary,
0: but she's also holding a handgun, so sassy secretary's coming back for uh for blood. Yeah. That's weird.
1: Um and then the last one is is kinda cool, but also overly
0: sexual. It's called Fairy Tale. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is very sexualized. She's got some black boots on with some fishnets. Um and a short little red Riding Hood thing going on skirt, a corset and a hood, uh, complete with shotgun. Well, that's a that's a rifle, I think. Anyway, um, hood is up, and she's looking for the wolf. <laughs> So, yeah, I think there's there's uh, definitely some good
1: uh, cosplay potential in these costumes. Sure. But, yeah. If you uh, want to be Little
0: Red Riding Hood, Sheva, here is your inspiration. Yeah, or Look BDSM, Chris. God, wow! What were they <laughs> thinking at these? But I
1: I don't know what like imagine playing through this game and all these cutscenes and stuff wearing these outfits like. Do you think the cutscenes would would have the I, outfits? I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. Wow. So it's it really makes it incredibly not serious. Like they're all so silly and they don't they don't match up with each other either. Like you got, you know, Chris wearing uh, you know, heavy plate armor or something and she's dressed like little red riding hood. Like what? I, the I don't heck? No I don't know theme. what the theme is there. No. But anyways, I was going through that list and I was just cracking up. I'm like I don't know
0: what they were thinking. So I thought I'd send those to you. Yeah. And, uh, that's a, see what you think. That's an odd insight into developers in 2009 yeah
1: so anyways i don't think i've ever taken off the bsaa outfits in these games no (laughs) everything else is incredibly
0: weird yeah weird or you'd feel weird putting it on if you were yeah yeah (laughs) yeah if my wife walks in (laughs)
1: just don't just don't look at his nipples (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) um There are the one last thing I want to mention about this game. There's two DLCs that we didn't play. Um, So there was two other missions that this re-release has uh, included with it. And uh, they're just kind of short little like couple hour things. Um, And they were pretty cool. Um, One of them I think you play is Jill and maybe Josh, who was another supporting character. Right. Um, So Jill from the earlier Resident Evil games. And I forget the other one, but anyways, one one of them, you're like going through the old Resident Evil one mansion, and like going through the basement and stuff. Um, and that one stands out to me because it was actually kind of creepy and scary in a hmm. way that the main game really wasn't. Um, but yeah, I just want to mention there's sort of
0: a little bit more to this game that we could have played, but didn't. Sure. Well, I mean, we could. Is it in, included in Game Pass? Yeah, it's part of the, like, it's included in the version for Xbox One. Well, maybe we should go around that mansion.
1: Yeah, I'd be willing to do that. This is one of the first games we've actually, like, played through and finished, too, which is impressive for us.
0: That's right. Yeah, I don't know how we found the time to make it work, but uh, somehow we did it. It's a miracle. Yeah,
1: Uh, it wasn't super long. Um, Probably took us eight or nine hours to beat the I'm whole thing pretty sure that's Just, what i saw uh, at the yeah. end
0: the the runtime was eight eight and a half
1: pretty reasonable um so if there's nothing else that you want to mention i'm going to jump into the steam reviews there were some real good ones for this game please let's hear them so this game definitely all over the place you know like i said a lot of people don't like this game because it didn't really feel like a resident evil game or mm. various other reasons uh, but some people did Really like this game. Um, (laughs) One reviewer said, the best boulder punching simulator on the market. You can punch boulders at 1080p, 60 FPS with no hiccups or slowdowns. Highly recommend for amateurs and professional boulder punchers alike. 10 out of 10.
0: (laughs) That was uh, something we didn't mention, but there is a weird, weird scene. Um, If you've played it, then you know it was memed all over the place. Apparently, I didn't know this but it's in the final fight when we're trying to outrun um, Final Form Wesker, and Chris's cutscene is to punch a boulder a bunch of times to get it to, to move. I try to yeah. push it. It's massive. It's like three times my size. I try to push it. It doesn't push, so you press buttons to punch it, and it gives in. And he
1: punches it out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Some of the um, cutscenes in this were weird. That was probably the weirdest one. Yeah. Uh, the next review says Chris's arms don't fit on my screen, which is a, another <laughs> thing we briefly mentioned. Mm-hmm. In in he was in Resident Evil one and I think maybe some of the other ones, and he was sort of a normal looking dude, uh, and then for some reason in Resident Evil five he he you know really hit the protein powder or something, and he his arms are like big around as the other characters' whole bodies are. Yes, um, massive, and, and then he's. He's back in Resident Evil 7 and 8, but he's, like, older and looks completely different again. Like, he's still big, but he's built completely differently. Uh, And so I think they just, they don't know how to, how they want Chris to look or something. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, The next one said, good co-op game. To my amusement, I discovered there was a command that allowed you to scream at the other player whenever. Come on, come on, come on. Using this feature, I was able to slowly eat away at my friend's sanity. In any given situation, I would scream, Come on, stressing him out and raising his heart rate. Good fun. I soon realized this feature is also available in real life and have utilized it ever since in public places when my friend is present. Sometimes (laughs) I think he might punch me in the face.
0: (laughs) We did that. We did that. Yeah.
1: There was, I would say, about 50% of the uh, reviews. Went like this one, which goes, come on, come on, Sheva, come on, Roger, Sheva, Chris, come on, come on, Sheva, come on,
0: Chris,
1: (laughs) which is really how this game goes when you realize that tapping B will
0: make you yell at your partner, depending on the action that you're doing. I mean, sometimes you do it accidentally. You're trying to kill like a horde of zombies and you do it accidentally. Sometimes you're waiting for them to press a button with you and it's just fun. Yeah. Anytime. No reason at all.
1: Anytime there's a spot where you need both of them to progress, you go over and the person will sit there and wait and the camera pans over to the other character and you can just keep tapping B as fast as you like to yell, hurry up and come on over and over again. So yeah, it it gets much use. Uh, And then the last review I got just said, I only played about 16 minutes because the chainsaw guy scared me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He scared me too. I feel that.
1: So I guess this game was scary to some. Uh, so that's it for uh, that segment. Um, let's talk about what about this game and that you liked. What stood out to you in particular is
0: something you thought was fun. Like I said before, once I got into it, uh, kind of the whole, the whole vibe of it. Um, I'm not sure that I would have enjoyed it single player, but doing it in co-op where you had two people that knew what they were doing and you could uh, work together to, you know, trade items back and forth and just all, all of the management of the inventory and everything. I just found it to be a pretty fun, satisfying co op game. Um, so yeah, I liked the multiplayer. I liked the combat, even though it was clunky. Uh, I liked the variety of enemies. I liked the bosses. Um, the cutscenes, you know, the story didn't really make sense to me, but it was funny. Like, it was just <laughs> kind of laughable. It wasn't meant yeah. to be funny, but it, it, you know, it was fun to laugh at. The cutscenes, some of them were just ridiculous. So, yeah, it was just a fun way to spend some time and, yeah. and hang out. Yeah, it definitely
1: had its weirdness, but it was like sort of charming in its weirdness. Mm-hmm. It was like a silly 2009 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised with this because I really loved this game. It was one of the first Xbox 360 games I ever got. Yeah. Um, and I've probably beat it like six times. And... This time. it I still really liked it, but it didn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Sure. I think, um, you know, I still, like I said, I had a ton of fun. I thought the start and the end were both really weak
0: Mm -hmm. and just the pacing
1: overall was a little weird um but other than that i mean everything else everything in between was fun The you know the co-op aspect is fun like you said Um, and that to me like i think you rename this from resident evil 5 to you know co-op shooting sim 2009 or something and (laughs) it's a pretty good game it's just a bad resident evil game Is the right right even if it was like an off you know not one of the main numbered ones like resident evil chris's side story right people probably would have liked it more it's just that um, but they, i think they, it yeah yeah it sort of was was the start of this direction for resident evil that everyone hated and then six was even worse so it was like oh great but they've uh, they've redeemed themselves i think seven and eight were pretty
0: highly rated so was there anything about this that you didn't like in the same yeah the same kind of vein um it was slow. The, the the mechanics, the movement was slow. It, like we said, did lend itself to being a bit more tense. So, would I have wanted this to be fast paced, action packed, run and shoot, and all that? No, probably not. I got used to the way it was. I got used to and enjoyed the aiming and the the uh, you know the uh, the red. Red light. What's that called? Laser sight. Laser sight. Thank you. The laser yeah. sight was was fun after you, you get used to it and and familiar with it. So was there anything I didn't like? Uh nothing that was too. that was like, oh, this game was so stupid. I, I, you know, <laughs> it was. <it>, yeah. <laughs> it had its moments that were weak, but the beginning was frustrating. The beginning was yeah. was not great, like we said. Um, I, I think too for the beginning it probably because
1: I was like hey this is a game that I like you know and it's going to be fun and then we start out and you're kind of like what the hell are we doing how does this work like it, fe- it felt so much worse because it was like it's like when you recommend like a podcast to your friend and then like the first episode they put on is really weird don't and you're get like it. oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's kind of what it felt like in that first level where sure. I was like no I promise this, this is good I think I really hope it's, it's been a long be.
0: time. It's been a long time yeah. since I have
1: played it, but I remember it being good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the length? We said it was probably eight or nine hours to beat it. I that
0: didn't find feel it too long, long or short. No, I didn't find it long. Um, I'm surprised we managed to finish it. Um, I mean, am I surprised? I don't know. I, it was, hmm. it was manageable. It wasn't. Well, yeah. like I was stressing out to try and finish it. Um, we put some time into it uh, but in the end it was only like eight hours so maybe six five or six sessions yeah um and we were done so yeah that was length was
1: good yeah I think by the end I was kind of ready for it to be done mm. but I think mostly because I knew we had to record soon sure you know if we were just playing this casually i'd probably be fine with it being longer sure um, but it, it's also highly replayable so oh, yeah. we played it on normal. I've beat it, you know, the original 2009 version. I'm pretty sure I beat on easy, normal, and hard. And then Mm -hmm. I tried the hardest difficulty, and it's, like, impossible. So I gave up in the first level. Right. And then on this one, I was looking at my stats, and I had beaten it on normal, hard, and then halfway through on easy before you and I just beat it again on normal. So I think I've played it, like, six and a half times, plus a bunch of levels in between you know, across the two, you know, in 2009, then again in 2016. Um, You're a diehard fan of (laughs) Resident Evil 5. It's definitely, you know, you you can keep playing it and unlocking, upgrading your guns and that unlocks like more guns and stuff. But there's also kind of no point to doing that. Like the first time Mm. I did it, I, I was, like I said, it was one of the first 360 games I had. I didn't have a ton of other games. I was all into getting all the achievements and collectibles and stuff. In this one, I obviously didn't do that because when you and I went to play it, there was a bunch of stuff that I hadn't done in right. my sort of second playthrough. But, uh, you know, it's like eight or so hours plus probably another four hours for the DLCs. There are multiplayer modes, which I've never really liked, but I think people just feel pretty good about it in this game, especially where it's like usually there's like time limits and you're like... Playing to see how many zombies you can kill in a certain amount of time, or things like that. I think there might even be a PvP mode, but I don't think I've ever no. played it. Um, so there is quite a bit to do. Uh, you know, if you are, and also, I mean, this game is old enough that you can probably pick it up for. I think I, I don't think it's in Game Pass. I think I bought it for you because it was you on did. sale for like eight bucks or something. It's right. not, uh, yeah, it's not expensive, so definitely worth picking up. Sure. Um, yeah, I did would you recommend feel? It addicted to it at any point
0: no no um it's hard to get addicted to something when you have committed to play it with someone else only um mm-hmm. i i find that i don't know i guess it would depend on the game maybe we're just getting good at picking non-addictive games but i find that <laughs> yeah. You know, being addicted to games these days is harder. I just feel like I'm busier, and I really don't have the time to 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 get addicted. I'll play something if it's good; it's good, but I will need to put it down after an hour because I've got other shit to do. So, yeah, I um, think the only one that you got a little addicted to, really, of all the ones
1: we've done, was probably uh, Forager and Stardew. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would Stardew. definitely Stardew say. Was- addictive oh yeah
0: both of those similar style but both yeah. of those were, were were addictive but i had more time um for forager i wasn't working again yet so yeah yeah uh
1: did you find anything about this difficult or frustrating we've
0: mentioned a couple of things beginning and um and that uh weird flamethrower fight yeah. um and even that i don't
1: think it was really hard
0: we no. just couldn't figure out what to do, so it took Frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating, though. Yeah.
1: I think, though, yeah, the first level we died a couple times, I think, because it was hard, but I think it's meant to be hard. Right. And then this, the last level was hired again because the boss would one-shot you if you didn't know what to do. Yeah. But the rest of the game wasn't too bad, and there is an easier difficulty we could have played on. Um, One right. thing we didn't mention, though, was since it's a co-op game, a lot of the enemies will grapple you and do damage over time. So if you're close to each other, you can shoot them or, or kick them off or whatever. Yeah. And we were dying all over the place or losing a lot of health, at least until we realized that we needed to be saving each other every Staying time that close. happened. Yeah. And then suddenly the game got way easier. Yes. But it doesn't like, again, it didn't really tell us that we had to kind of figure that out. Like, like, you know a, a zombie grapples you and your health starts going down and if you're standing right there you can just hit B kick it off of me and I'll have lost almost no health but if yeah. you don't do that I'll lose like a half half of my health bar well there's nothing you can so, do really you're just
0: standing yeah. there you're
1: stuck so i think again like a lot of the frustration for this comes with that sort of it just doesn't Learning. do a good job tutorializing anything it mm-hmm. just it's like it's just like figure it out And once you do, it's all pretty easy. Like It's like the difficulty comes from not knowing what to do, almost entirely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. After the first few levels, once you've figured that out, it's really not a difficult... Not on normal. It's not a difficult game.
1: Yeah, I'd really like to get you to play Resident Evil 4 sometime now and see what you think. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Um, well, let's move on then to our rating out of 10. Um... I yeah. would say I used to rate this a very highly, possibly a ten out of ten, mm. <laughs> maybe not so much now sure uh what do you think about this game? What would you give it a out of ten?
0: um I'd probably give it a seven seven and a half yeah I had fun with it. it was clunky, you know it had its um its downsides, but I you know at the end of the day, my ratings come from how much enjoyment I got out of it, and I enjoyed the time I was playing it so
1: yeah. Yeah. I think I, I would have probably before we replayed it said, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely like a 9.5 or a 10. Yeah. Um, I think now I still, I still really love a lot about this game. Uh, sure. You know, the, the, just the upgrading and the, how replayable it is and stuff. So it's still probably rated pretty high, but maybe like an 8.5 mm. just because of those things that feel dated. I think at, in 2009, this was a, better game than it is now because of things like quick time events right and you know checkpoint placement and just like I don't know it's funny it doesn't seem like that long ago but there's been a lot of quality of life things that have sort of just happened in games that everyone does now that you don't really think about absolutely yeah it does feel dated in that way yeah but yeah no overall pretty good and uh I've been playing a lot of Xbox 360 games again lately, which has been weird. I <laughs> feel like I'm kind of going through the greatest hits of uh, Xbox 360 these days. Playing through Dark Souls and, and uh, this stuff. I've had a hankering to uh, go back to Bioshock again. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. And then also the game that we've got coming up, not for the next one, but the the final one is another 360 game that I only just played for the first time. Ah. So. Well,
0: that's um, before that.
1: So next time, what I'm going to get you to do, we're going to play a couple games made by Remedy, Remedy Entertainment, I think they're called. Um, right. They're a developer that's made uh, a bunch of strange games. You may have heard of Max Payne. They made a few of those, I think. Yep. Um, but what I'm going I've to get you to actually play. Played,
0: I think I've played one or two of those, actually.
1: Yeah, they were pretty good. I, I think I only played the third one, maybe, but I liked it. Uh, So I'm going to get you to play Alan Wake's American Nightmare, which is a uh, standalone DLC to the original Alan Wake game, um, which was another Xbox 360 game, which I think is getting remastered or maybe just did as well. Okay. Uh, And that's one I played the original Alan Wake back when it was new-ish, and that was really cool. It's another uh, survival horror game. But uh, American Nightmare, I just played probably two months ago, and it's a a short one. Um, And so I thought that would be good to give you a little hint of something a little more scary than Resident Evil 5, but it's still, I didn't find it too bad at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also going to get you to play Quantum Break, which is made by the same developers. This one I don't think is scary at all. Um, I think it's more of a sort of sci-fi shooter Um, But this one's really interesting because they did something where they sort of blend video games and TV shows. So it's like done in like chapters, like a lot of games are. But after each chapter, there's a full TV show episode that goes with it. and Like 20, 30 minutes? No, like an hour, like a full, like it's a whole thing. Yeah, and it's a short game. um, But I think there's probably like, you know, four or five chapters, four or five TV shows, something like that. Um, wow. And all the characters in the game are like actors, like you'll recognize them. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, so uh, that's just kind of a cool game. Um, and I thought since it's the same developer and Alan Wake's American Nightmare is pretty short, uh, we can kind of do both of these at the same time and uh, chat about Remedy a little bit. because They've made some really cool stuff. Sure. Sounds like a plan. And then after that, I think I've already said the the final game I'm going to get you to do is uh, Dead Space for Xbox 360, which is right. also getting remastered. So a lot of these games are getting remastered these days. Um, but we'll just play the original. The that I that's another one that I've only just recently gotten into. Um, yes. I played through it a month or two ago, and uh, I really liked it. And I think it's a solid, uh, you know, horror survival game. And a lot of people find that one quite scary. I didn't really. Mm. Okay. But I don't know. I think everybody finds different things. To me, the, one of the scariest games I've ever played is uh, the Subnautica games. <laughs> right. For those reasons that you said of like not knowing where something could be because something yes. can be above or below or behind and everything is dark. That to me is way more terrifying than you know when I know I'm about to get jump scared from a vent. And it's right. like, oh, I see that coming. I'm not bothered at all.
0: Sure. So all right. it'll be
1: interesting to see to see what you think of these games.
0: Be a slightly high stress couple of months. <laughs> Tension but will be
1: high. <laughs> I believe in you now though. After after seeing your accuracy in Resident Evil 5, that's probably the most important thing for uh Dead Space is is accuracy.
0: So Good. I think all right. you'll be okay. I might be okay. I might be you heard it. I might be okay. <laughs> Uh, well, let's wrap it up. That's a uh, that's a good episode there, um, and uh, you know I'm getting tired of this spiel, so I'm gonna go rogue a little bit. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, if you have been listening for you know through last spooky season and up to this spooky season, you've listened through for a full. Oh there it is the bump of the mic stand you've been listening through for almost a full year or more Then that's fantastic thank you so much tell a friend um we don't do any advertising we don't like social media we don't like um really posting about ourselves uh online so if this is gonna be known by new people it's gonna really come from you so tell a friend if you like what you hear if you think they'll like it um then go for it um And if you want to uh, reach out to us and suggest a game or comment on something that you've heard um, or something you liked or disliked, um, feel free. We have a Discord. You can join. The link is in the podcast description. Uh, We also have an email address. We'd love to hear from you. Um, You can send any questions, comments, or game suggestions to notimepod at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening to No Time to Game. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can get those. Happy little notifications for the upcoming episodes. Press X to skip the credits. Press X to shred through like <laughs> <laughs> i'm Gonna keep that in.